0: so welcome everyone to my first podcast my name is Ronaldino vernon i might know me as who's dino on youtube i also have my clothing brand clothing by who's dino i think you should really check it out and um today i have with me i guess he's a very dear friend of mine matthew johnson and today we're going to be exploring the topic christian entitlement because as of recently i've been seeing uh, different people talking about Christianity in the sense that we're, to, in simple terms, kind of come off entitled sometimes. So just wanted to, you know, explore the topic and kind of pick Matthew's brain to see what his views are on the topic. Seeing as though, you know, we are talking on this before and he says he has a lot of stories as he relates to so you know, speaking with different Christians, but we're not going to get into all the stories, just probably one, and hopefully, you know, we can come to our consensus, and maybe, you know, this podcast might give you a different view on on the topic, or probably give you, it might formulate an opinion you thought you'd have never formulated. So, Matthew, what do you think about the topic, Christian entitlement or the quote? Rather, let me see. Do you think Christians come off as entitled sometimes?
1: Yeah, let me just by saying good afternoon, everybody. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Um, the topic um Christian entitlement, I think it's it's wide. Um for, oh, for a lot of time for the many years we have had um issues among the Christian community affecting other communities. Um, not necessarily only religious communities, but also cults and those people's heirs, I feel as if when it comes to Christianity and Christians on a whole, sometimes we have this entitlement because in all honesty, Christianity has made up a lot of laws that are, are mainstream, are part of a lot of laws. They're part of a lot of law making. I think the especially the Bible on a whole is an, a very powerful instrument in a lot of ceremonies, especially in our country, Jamaica. So I feel as if over the years, over the years with these, some people would say simple stuff, it kind of gets to the Christian community's head because they are important figure. For example, here in Jamaica, we have like prayer breakfasts when you're um, swearing in a prime minister, or any form of leader in an island, especially here in Jamaica and in the Caribbean, there's there has to be a minister of religion, a pastor there, or a priest. There's a feel as if the Christian community feels the entitlement because of the whole thing with the being put at the forefront and not being able to kind of know how to set it down and humble. That's my point.
0: Like, the, the lack of humility throughout the community.
1: Yeah. I feel yeah. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I argue with you, because I don't think people really understand where Christianity has come from as it relates to the struggles to be able to to freely um, speak and preach and worship and that stuff. And I guess it just got to a point where since Christianity has become so big, and so influential, and just us not, you know, being humble, or realizing, say, hey, maybe you know, just take a step back and just appreciate where we've gotten you know, and just appreciate the fact that we're able, to minister, we're able to do such and such, and we're able to live comfortably. And I, think you know, this might go for other groups as well, but you know, sticking to Christianity because you know we're Christian, so for us to talk on topic yeah, that is yeah. you know the whole humility thing
1: yeah we don't understand how to balance off or um or our faith with reality and sometimes we don't kind of put that straight you know for example recently a couple of months ago one of the stories i have is a pastor um i don't remember which parish it was i think it was in st mary's center and around that region um there's this pastor and she was having church and at that time or or their prime minister he implemented some policies and acts that were talking about the churches and those things and how people can be in the church and she had over the mount and on top of it, nobody was social distance and there was no um mask being worn. And the police went and to shut down the service because you're in breach of protocols. And the first thing that came out of her mouth during the video was Jesus is my father, he's my law, he's my base, he's my that. And I do get that. But in reality, as the Bible says that yes. And they've been put in place upon earth authorities to watch over the land and protect mm-hmm. the land. Obviously. That's why you have these people put in place, and I felt in that moment, I was just like, no, this is the reason why people and why we go down we go down to the mocking of Christianity, white people mock Christianity because sometimes we do not know how to distinguish reality from being in our church spaces. You know, and a lot of times when the church is supposed to be speaking, it's not speaking, and that's terrible. We need to kind of get the priorities straight within the church first before you can go out into other people's faces and tell them stuff.
0: Yeah, that's true. Because as it relates to the, to the um authorities thing, and as I'm saying, I wouldn't. I wonder if like, people know the scripture. I don't know which one exactly. I think that's Peter speaking in uh, one of his letters that there's no authority except for the one that God has established. So we are to submit to them. I just go find the scripture to be specific. And yeah. so when, you know, of course, there's certain things as Christians we can't necessarily argue with as it relates to politics. But in, in the general sense, you know, because of course there's discernment and discerning because. You know, there are things put in place that might go against God's law and God's order. That's a, that's a whole other thing. But as you relates to obedience, submission, and humility, I've realized that, as you realize that COVID, for example, with the whole law, the regulation, all that stuff, we should be respectful and we should be obedient because it's that's, that's selfish to go against. um the rules and regulations as it, health regulation and that stuff. It's not just affecting you. And yes, Jesus is our protector and he's all of those wonderful things. But we have to remember, in says we aren't supposed to test God and we're not supposed to use him for, or selfish um, motives or whatever it may be, or use him, you know, to be disobedient or, or use him as an excuse in whatever sense it may be. Because, yes, we have him, and we have him as a covering and our stuff. We still have to do our part in whatever the context may be to be obedient, and he will help us. Us, we have to remember, say, yo, we are supposed to obey him. We are supposed to obey his rules. We are supposed to obey whatever he, he puts in place. There's also the case, you know, when like us as a community might go enough up in people's spaces and start disrespecting them. Because what I have to remember is if we want respect, we have to give it because respect is something that is truly earned. And if we're not respecting, then we have no right to really ask for it.
1: Yes, on that point. Yes, because I feel as if the Christian community and i'm not bashing everybody because they're different denominations but there's some that no matter what the situation is we sometimes dehumanize people and we use the bible as our weaponry for that and we use christianity as a weapon to say hey i'm entitled and this is what i'm going to do and we pick what we want from the Bible, not only just Christian people, but people that group around the Christian faith because the church uses parts of the Bible. One part of the Bible that is used more than often expression it comes to talk about the alphabet mafia group is Leviticus. And we read that one verse, but we don't read the rest, you know? And when you ask them, hey, you say that, but do you follow us in the scripture, we are all sinners at the end of the day, everybody. No man came on earth without sin, except Jesus. He was the only perfect thing. And I feel as if we, the Christian community aspire to be righteous and just, but really and truly we need to stop aiming, all of the Bible said to be like Jesus, but to be as close as possible to Jesus and not become Jesus, because really and truly we can't become Jesus, we're human beings, really and truly. They're going to become temptation. I feel that the church fails to understand that. And the right, the the, um, the entitlement comes with that, that they do not know and understand, not because you're gonna need to water and dip up back, means that you stop being human and you're Jesus-like. No, no it's not. And that's the honesty of it. You just need to respect people, know their boundary, because sometimes you don't know what happened within that person's experience with church, you feel being entitled to change them, you know, and use the word repent a lot. And sometimes Jamaicans do not know what that means. What is expected of us sometimes as human beings between our relationship with God, we do not know because the church doesn't teach us to have a relationship with God. It just to have a relationship within the church. Sometimes we refuse to say to the people, especially the teenagers and young adults, hey, all right, learn God for yourself. Learn Jesus for yourself. If you have any questions, come to me. And I've, within my church, I've never seen that. And that's really terrible to say, but I've never seen you say, hey, all right, cool. Come to Bible study. Read that scripture and come to to Bible study and ask us the questions that are discerning on your heart because that's the problem that is among teenagers. We do not be able to ask ask questions to people, The, the desired questions, but then at the end of the day, when you see us coming to church pregnant, or we have a little girlfriend that's the boys, or we go the other way, you start to murmur and you start to disown or say you don't say, Hey, okay, could I need going through that? Let us pray. Let's ask God on the guidance. Because sometimes the spirit of lust and those things enter through those facilities because the church do not take responsibility. Do not say, Hey, let me get off my horse and come down to the ground and look on the ground. And analyze the situation. Get, uh, you ever see a farm on top of a, a cow or a horse looking at his field? No, in a in a sense, he can't look from the top or looking on the on how his plants are doing. And the, that's what the church fails to do. I think
0: my, my friend spoke about this couple months ago about transparency. Because you're saying to me, need to be like more honest with ourselves and be more honest with the people around us. Because if we don't like say hey i've been going through this you know i can't help you if we just come off as judgmental and be like oh scripture says this then just completely shut them down Cause so like they forget you were once in a place like that you were once in a lifestyle like that but christ saves you and henceforth you're supposed to be supposed to reciprocate that grace and yeah, we can't literally become like jesus He is god but what we can do is become an rather strive to be christ-like in anything we do and you're right people need to get off of their high horses and come down to is it come down to earth i I don't know if if, i'll put it that way but come
1: down to the level level and look on the ground just like a it's just like building a building and i I love to hear sometimes because i heard this person was talking about building foundation and how sometimes the mason or the constructor or the architect comes, and you do not see them on a ladder looking on the wires. You don't see them looking on this because what? Within the church, and I say, I feel like you have elders. The elders, just like the building, you are building people's lives, and you're there as a church to not judge, but to help build, same as school. But the church, Feels as if we're building on our own, and we pay attention to what we built, you know, and we refuse That's to say, like "Hey."
0: Kind of stuff, yeah.
1: As a family, we don't we don't come together as a family and say, "Hey, this is what we want to do, and this is what we need to do," and we just feel this entitlement of not helping other people because they're beneath us. They, oh, they don't drop offering. They don't drop tithes and whatever, whatever. You frown upon them. Even the people out in the world, you know, and that's bad. That's very bad.
0: Yeah. Or if something just came to me. They might be like, oh, you know, say so God will help them or God will give them. You know, I don't need to You know, send up to them. But really and truly, God works through us. God wants us to, you know, same thing because I'm like, Trying to read the whole Biology in Genesis, where God said to Abraham, Through you, I will bless all nations. And it's the same thing with us. Through through us, God will bless other people. And so we should really be more active in society and really help people. Because again, I'll always go back to this. We were once in a place where we truly needed help. And some of us, for some of us, we did. For others, we didn't. But I pray that you know, all those who are struggling will get the help and support that they need. Also, there's a thing that I'm um, kind of guilty of is weaponizing scripture. Because as you said, Matthew, with the um the scripture in Leviticus and using that to say to the people of the LGBT community that such and such is wrong. And of course, though the scripture is true, yeah, what fails to recognize is that you are no better and of course we should judge righteously we should judge the church as paul says in first corinthians 6 12 that what business does he have uh judging the outside the lord will judge the outside we are to judge the inside and we should do it graciously lovingly with mercy just as you know christ is gracious to us and yeah you know, like if you start weaponizing scripture and saying, oh, scripture says this, and then start badgering people and condemning people. It's not going to, I really don't think it's going to bring people to Christ. I feel like it's more just going to harden them, harden their hearts and make them less likely to come back to you or less likely to want to go to Christ because if that's the if that's how you treating me, if you treating me like a wet piece of bread, then I'm gonna go somewhere else. I'm gonna find comfort somewhere else. I'm gonna look to something else to to please me or facilitate me or, or that kind of thing. Cause if you were in you had to flip the roles or switch the roles, you okay. would want that kind of energy, don't you? Um
1: that loving home energy. Yeah. I remember when I was Six. Never forget the story. I was in Sunday school, and at the time we were learning about they were talking about Revelation and and how I think Revelation it was Revelation. Some of the pit up, they were talking about hell. The topic was hell. Sins burn in hell. Never forget that little thing that she said. And my teacher, she scared me for a very long time. And I remember w- one year, this man came on TV and he, it was the ongoing program and he was talking about God's going to come on, I think it was September. And I think it was the day before, it was the day before my birthday. And for, he said it about July, he said it about July. I prayed the whole August, and um, September, because even the church was talking about God's coming. And for me, I was just like, whoa, and how we repent. And a lot of sermons were talking about how burning in hell and how it's going to feed and, and la, 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 la. And it was just like me watching a Conjuring movie. It was scary. And sometimes we need to not... We need to take into consideration the people that we're speaking to and it comes in with weaponizing the bible and the scriptures we need to say hey i know you did this it's wrong here's a few scripture i'll read it to you make a note of it and you read it for yourself with understanding because not everybody understands the same level and if you go to somebody and say oh jesus said this god said that did it did 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 Some people have the idea, and it is true that men wrote this, and there might be different interpretations, and people interpret things differently, same as the writers of the Bible. They interpret the story differently. If we had the time to go into time travel and we ask Matthew how he felt when Jesus came to him, and when we ask Peter how Peter felt when Jesus came to him, they had two different experiences. That means there are two different interpretations. The one man came to both of them, but they had two different experiences, two different interpretations of how they were approached. And I feel as if the church, and especially people that are teaching the Bible and discussing the Bible with non-believers and new believers, because I remember when I was speaking to you once, they said, hey... Don't start at the Old Testament, Old Testament son the baby. And it makes sense because in all honesty, we don't understand. And nobody says to us, hey, let's teach you the Bible before you get into this. Only thing we care about is the church cares about, oh, get saved and be baptized now. All that. God is going to come near, blah, 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 blah. But we don't say, hey, here's a scripture. Read this. I've never heard that. Never heard that before. I that's the problem that we have.
0: Yeah, that's true. I you know I hope that we can as the as the new, as the younger generation, we can be better and learn from previous generations' mistakes and learn from our own mistakes and read the scriptures and come to a general understanding and be as one as we are instructed to do in one mind, one body, one faith, one baptism. And is be able to minister in a way that really come that comes across as God would like it to come across, and to to like let's say relate with non-believers, unbelievers, in hopes that you know they can hear, really understand, and grasp what is being said to them, so that they don't, as much as we are able to, they don't as say hate us or have any enmity against us. So Matthew, I would like to thank you for coming and thank you to everyone uh, who's listening right now. And uh, I'd just like to advise you to know, check out my YouTube channel, check out my clothing page, see if there's anything you like. And um, see you next time with a another episode.